Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Hello and welcome to another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second. I'm Shay, joined by Natalie, and we are here to talk some more about Tasha's journey to find love. First and foremost, we've got to talk about Ivan, who really came out the gate so strong in this episode and won over what feels like all of Bachelor Nation. How did, how did we get to Ivan's date? Let's get us there first. Yeah, so one of the first um, challenges that some of the guys had to do was to write a love song for Tasha. Uh, right away, it was like, listen to your heart 2.0, but uh, they're, they're in one location, they got to get creative. I was like, fine, this will be funny. And it ended up being like really hilarious and really cute. None of the guys could sing, so that made it even funnier. And then Ivan went up and, you know, was like, this is the way out of my comfort zone, but was getting all like shy and everything and then basically just like <laughs> spoke words but tried to make it a path, <laughs> I guess but it was very cute he pulled paper on stage whatever the fake stage yeah. they had and all the other guys were like damn I should have done that <laughs> like you saw their faces like damn I didn't do that um so it was really cute and overall I think we've seen so far that Ivan is so genuine and I think tonight really really drove that home and I think Tasha really got to see you know the kind of person that he is yeah and he seems so and even before this like, he gives the impression of being really like sort of like pure and wholesome and sweet but I think this episode really gave him some depth too and like not in a way that made him seem like I don't know gritty or like bad but like in a way that's like oh he's not just like you know a smiley happy-go-lucky guy he um has some interesting things to say but yeah I, I with the music thing also initially was like oh my god like they're really trying to push listen to your heart except these aren't uh even close to musicians yeah. and I think it was Kenny that said after the first I, I think Bennett went first and of course like immediately referenced Harvard uh, yeah. but said something like oh man like he rhymed like he like his yeah. line was like all right it's so, like the bar is so low the bar for this music is like do the verses rhyme all right we're in business <laughs> Uh, but even with that sort of massive handicap, uh, Ivan, it made a ton of sense why she picked him for the accompanying date because he just, and even like, again, like grading on a curve, like he performed well, like maybe like, I think you mentioned this before, like had like spoken word in his uh, past because <laughs> some slam, slam poetry history because he, he knew, he knew how to deliver that. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was great. I'm glad that none of them could sing because if there was just one guy that was really good, all of them would have been so mad for like no reason, not to fault the guy, but just because they have been so salty. So I'm glad it worked out that way. And I'm glad like they all seemingly stepped out of their comfort zones because it wasn't good, but it was cute. Also, not to make everybody like sad about pre-quarantine life but it would have been like whenever you go to karaoke and everybody has that one friend that can legitimately sing and everyone's doing their bad karaoke and then they step up and they slay whatever song they're singing and you're like oh, all right well now we can't go back to like our off-key you know wonderwall or whatever because um you just made us all look bad by comparison which yeah. is hopefully an experience that we will all have in the future again one day but in the meantime we have all the um off-key bachelorette contestants to comfort us I guess yeah yeah 
Yeah, so I'm glad it worked out that way. I also really loved the, I liked all the dates in this episode, but I really liked um, the one that she takes Ivan on where she invites him to her suite and they do takeout and then they play like a variety of games like Floor is Lava and I have a pillow fight and they did a couple other ones too. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet that described it as like, this was one of the first and only sort of bachelor dates that like genuinely feels like a date in yeah. the sort of like the conversations they were having and like the way they were sort of interacting. It felt very sort of like natural and normal and I really liked watching it. Yeah, me too. It was nice. I feel like when they were going into it, Tisha said something like, this is what I would be doing on like a Friday night. Yeah, it's nice because of course, you know, for the bachelor and bachelorette dates, you go on these ex- extravagant, you know, adventures and activities. And it's like when you're in the real world, maybe if you're like a mega influencer, you will go do those things. But that's not normal, you know, so I think you really get to know somebody better when you're just hanging out, like, see if you can just watch a movie together. And it's not weird or awkward or like, just play it like Twister, play Floor's Lava, like just dumb stuff like that, that you would do if you're living with that person, especially in quarantine. So yeah. I that was so real. And I'm glad that they had just a cute night like that. And I think too, I felt a little bit with the Claire dates, it seemed like they were struggling to sort of figure out a natural, natural dates for them to do in, in this like isolation quarantine situation. Um, but these and the ones that sort of followed in the state felt much more, much more natural. And I originally I was kind of like, this seems kind of unusual because they they floor as lava their way to like her bedroom, and I think that's where they like order food from or whatever. And I was like, I it seems unusual to have the suitors. And later in the episode, um, we'll get to this, but like Ben like just like shows up at her door at two thirty in the morning, and like they hang out. And all that seems sort of out of the ordinary where it's like that would never happen in like normal bachelorette, like where you don't, you don't see each other unless it's like arranged by the production or whatever. But it seemed like they more so than with the Claire episodes, like they were really leaning into the environment and like finding the strengths there where it's like, yeah, this is a non-traditional bachelorette date. But in, in that way, it's sort of showing a side of the bachelorette or a, a side of dating that the bachelorette usually doesn't cover that. Um, I think again, based on like my timeline and the except this rose time, like really sort of resonated with fans. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed more normal not having those like crazy dates, and then also like, oh, you're right down the street. Like I could just go talk to you if I want. Like it seems more real and less of like a TV show, even though it's completely a TV show. But it just seems like you know, oh like spur of the moment oh I want to go talk to Tasha, or, or like I had this idea and it's kind of like that's how you would act in real life so it just seems more more of a real deal thing than like a possibly scripted oh you're going on this date card and like you were chosen because there's probably drama that's gonna happen like this feels like organic yeah and I think it also sort of helped or provided a nice setting that um on their date Ivan brings up uh his brother having spent some time in prison and sort of going from there, he talks about the summer and George Floyd and both of their experiences as um, black people in America. And I think, again, from what I was seeing and as, as I was watching it myself, like it really, you don't see, we don't see the bachelorette or bachelor really sort of cover or sort of 
address those topics head on before and the franchise itself got some sort of pushback and a diversity campaign and um, a number of sort of initiatives that came out of the protests this past summer. And I, I think I think it helped, at least for me, I think it, it I enjoyed sort of, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I, I liked watching them have that conversation in an environment that clearly felt so comfortable to them and they felt very comfortable with each other where I think there would have been for me a little bit like of a, a tonal dissonance there if it was like they were in a helicopter and having a very yeah. happy conversation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think this like without, yeah, being on a helicopter, being on the beach or doing like cliff diving or whatever it is, it's just more of a relaxed and then vulnerable situation. It's kind of just like, all right, like what would I be talking about if this was actually a real date? not on tv like i would be talking about what's going on in the world like what's affecting me personally and so yeah that conversation was really great and i think it's just funny to think about comparing it to like claire's date with jason when she was like what are you upset about tell me your traumas and this was kind of just like oh yeah like this is happening in the world like that it sucks like let's just talk about it whatever um was so such a different like date comparing the two where Claire was really just trying to get something out of him for whatever reason her own reason and this just felt like a, a normal conversation I didn't even think of that and I'm disappointed I didn't think of that because as anyone that listens to this podcast knows I love to hate on Claire lovingly with the caveat that I don't know her at all um but yeah that that's a really good point that it that felt so like I mean, we kept calling it like the therapy date of like, yeah. like you need to like come up with something and then you need to like throw a rock and we're going to do this. And this, this was, I don't know, we, we can't say it enough, but like they, it felt very natural and they were just having fun with each other. You could tell that they were really connecting. I, and I think you as well, were like big team Brendan going into this episode. I still am. He gets like a little bit of camera time at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh man, like I also really love her with Ivan. Like I could see them together and we can talk about this more sort of as we get into the episode, but I'm really impressed that I've got at least three men that I would, I would genuinely be happy to see her with. And I can't decide, I'm sure as the season goes on, I will have like stronger feelings between the three of them. Yeah. But like, I, I like her with Brendan a lot. And I like her with Ivan a lot, and I like her with Zach a lot, and I think, I don't know, it just, it, <laughs> again, I didn't really watch seasons in the past, and clearly did not enjoy whatever was going on with Claire, but it just seems so, like, oh my gosh, like, is this what the show is supposed to, like, the ideal of the show, where it's, like, a woman connecting with a couple different people that she's dating, and they're having dates, and you're vicariously watching and enjoying the drama of it all. yeah. Yeah, I know. I love all of them, too. And I also love Ben. Like, I'm really rooting for Ben. <laughs> He's one of my faves. So I agree. Like, I could really see her being with, you know, a number of these guys. And even guys that we don't know that well, like Damar. I love him. I want to see more of him. And Riley. Like, they're yeah. they're both so sweet. And it's like, that's why anytime Noah's on the screen, I'm like, just get him out. There are real connections being <laughs> made here. And I'm into this for not the drama reasons, which I usually would have been. But even, yeah, like, catching up on older seasons, um, like, there's usually so many people that I'm like, ew, get rid of them, you know? Like, I'm like, all right, this person's endgame. These people are just here for the drama. But this season, it really does feel like, okay, there are, are it's a really good group of guys, and I, I'm rooting for them. I want them to go far. Okay, since you mentioned Damar, I feel like that's a, 
excellent segue to talk about the, I think it was just the next day in general, which was keeping with, again, massively enjoying this theme of like slumber party games, basically, where they were just like, what are things that people do when they're all stuck in a building together um, or a house together? And Truth or Dare is another another classic there. The men all pair up in, they like get paired up. Uh, there are two guests, Becca and somebody else who's I'm not sure who it was you might know yeah Sydney she was on Colton season and then so that's where she met Tasha and then they were on Paradise together I don't know why she was like this was a former bachelorette and then she's like this is Sydney my friend I was like are you gonna say like she has some cred too yeah. uh, but they all watched as these guys run around the LinkedIn and um like do they have to drink like a super gross smoothie um they have i can't i can only think of the super gross smoothie and the task of imitating phone sex over the loudspeaker like the pa speaker of the resort i feel like there were other things involved but those were the two that really stood out to me um and i think we got the reason why i thought tomorrow's a great segue here is because he gave some excellent reactions to like none of the other men know what's going on. So they just start hearing these like noises and sounds. And then they sort of like catch on to it. And as each person goes through, like they're just, I mean, I can't imagine being asked to do that. Yeah. But so I, I mean, it's one of those, like I, it is what it is, but they're, they, yikes. I, <laughs> I think Tasha and I, I wish I could remember who it was, but, <laughs> Because if I heard those noises, I would send him to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I Becca said that. I know. I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh, I'm going home because I'm not doing it. But yeah, they really went for it. And they all sounded pretty bad. And then Blake had like his leg up, like thrusting the air. And was like, you didn't say to imitate like actual sex. It's just the yeah. noise, but okay. Jamar was like, he needs God. <laughs> yeah, they were like, that was so funny. They really went for it. And yeah, they all sounded so bad. Same with Bennett. I was like, what are you saying? It was just so interesting. But that was one of my like favorite parts of the episode, just because it was so silly. And you could tell that they were just like, all right, F it. Let's, let's go for it. And then another part I liked was they had to eat a hot pepper. And yes. Like propose to her. I couldn't tell if they were literally saying propose or like profess your love because it turned into like both. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it was propose. And I thought that was funny because I feel like once like you you eat a hot pepper, like you're just like, all right, I need to like get the situation over with. So you're just saying whatever comes yeah. to mind. So I thought that was sweet. And I think too, so like that was notable because Bennett proposes and there was there are some good memes about like the toy ring and being gigantic and people being like, yeah, that's the kind of ring that he would buy if he was actually proposing. Um, and then our colleague Cody also like found like a behind the scenes photo or something where Zach is like channeling his best Kris Jenner and has like, a little camera and it was, that's adorable as a, as a Zach fan myself. Um, but I also think like what we're getting at here too is and again, I, I feel bad that I draw so many comparisons to like players half of the season, but it was the most immediate, you know, corollary. Right. And all those dates felt like forced or like awkward and things like that. And especially this episode, all of Tasha's just seems so fun. Like it seems like the guys are having fun, even when they're trying to like 
when they're putting themselves out there or doing awkward things or whatever it is like it's fun and it's silly like they all seem really excited and into her she seems excited and into a lot of them and like yeah I don't know it's just it's a I feel like I said this last week as well it's there's just like an infectious energy about how much fun they all seem to be having yeah. and again it makes it seem like you know this is what the show is in, in its best form is is like you know the, the risk of sounding really corny like watching people have a lot of fun and fall in love yay <laughs> yeah I agree and I feel like the dates that she does it's like anyone could really win like even when they're done with it there's not like a clear winner it's kind of just like whoever she like vibes with the most kind of thing whereas with Claire's season it was like all right you're playing like strip this and like whoever's team like you're leaving and it didn't seem like she cared it was kind of like all right get rid of half of them it's fine I'll talk to like these guys now but with Tasha's, it's kind of like they're just like silly fun things that like it's not really like anyone's losing it's just one person gets picked yeah and it it's it's a good balance of like not knowing who's gonna win but then kind of having the best man win where like Ivan kind of clearly was like yeah he had the best sort of like rhythm and eloquence and he did the broader up on stage like yeah. it made sense why she picked him and like with I think Bennett wins the truth or dare one right yeah no I he know. almost does because there's the cocktail party but he, he he has a lead after the actual challenge before the 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 date related cocktail party mm-hmm. and like that made sense too because like he had a kind of showy proposal thing and they're like all right yeah like this this is making sense here um so it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. What can I say? <laughs> I know. I agree. It's just refreshing. I'm like, not, I said this one other time, but like, I'm not ending the episode being like, ah, like bedtime now. That was so much work to watch. Now I'm like, fun. Life is fun. Cool. I also feel like I'm not watching the clock as much where there, yeah. there have definitely been episodes with Claire and with Peter's season where I would look and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like 8.15, we have another 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like if anything, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, damn, like it's going so fast. I want like X, Y, and Z to happen. It's not going to happen in this time. Even even tonight, and again, we'll, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like there was like five minutes left in the rose ceremony had started and I was like, I swear to God, if they, <laughs> they push this rose ceremony another week, I'm going to take back all the nice things I said. <laughs> yeah I had the same exact reaction I kept checking I was like all right there's 10 minutes left no there's like five minutes left like they have to do the rose ceremony or I'm just gonna flip out (laughs) um yeah so anyways to wrap up quickly the truth or dare date there was a cocktail party afterwards and Zach ends up having some good time with her and she's sort of talking about him being shy and I think you and I have fallen slightly different sides of the the Zach side Zach argument here. Um, but she she's sort of like, oh, you're really shy. And like my this is not just related to Zach, but others as well. It's like I feel like you have to remember that these people are on TV in like <laughs> the first time, where it's like maybe he's not super like extroverted or effusive right now. Like it's probably a little bit personality, but like can we like grade on a curve here of like. <laughs> like being how comfortable are you doing all this stuff uh on live national or not live but on national television too yeah and every intimate conversation they have the camera's like right there right. The it's like 
all right, like he's probably thinking like it was my mom watching, like what are people gonna think about me? Like maybe not in the moment, but I'm sure they think of those things and it's kind of just like, all right, I'm gonna be myself now, but like what if I'm judged for that? I don't know, that's how I would feel at least. Yeah, but I I, I don't think, I feel like he's solidly like three for me right now where like Brendan and Ivan are neck and neck for one and two. But like, I do like them together, and I like, he seems, I think I like, especially in the role of, like, close, but, like, you know, contender, but not the winner, I like the, like, the kind of sort of, like, quiet, stays out of the drama. Yeah. Like, he's, I love that he keeps being referred to as, like, the old one, even though he's 36, and, like, <laughs> I like, I like all of that, um, so I am, I am, endeared by him though I will admit to saying I feel like there's not necessarily a ton to his personality to be endeared by but I am so here we are <laughs> yeah I think they have a solid connection like I didn't think that their conversation was that good but then she gave him the rose so I was like all right she obviously sees something in him like I have nothing against him I just find him kind of boring so I'm like all right it's like something like fun like especially with yeah he's with so many other big personalities that have such hilarious like one-liners or like they're put themselves out there and I feel like he might be like slow and steady wins the race like he's kind of off the side and it's like all right let's see what he does there but yeah I'm excited I hope that he gets more exciting he'll probably have like a big reveal especially if like they're editing him so favorably now yeah. I, I wish I could watch the show without being in my head about that, but I <laughs> it is my cross to bear. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you wish you could watch it without editing, because I was going to oh, say yes. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me the big brother live feed. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then when we get back, we need to talk about the uh, 2.30 visits from uh, Ben and Ed. All right, and we're back. So, again, I was just on the opposite side of the break. I was complaining about editing. Here, I think it was truly, like, the best. I was, like, thrilled by it. Because they set up both Ben and Ed trying to make, like, not even midnight, 2.30 a.m. Uh, sweet calls um, to Tasha, who Ben is motivated by... <laughs> I, I want to like Ben, but his like crushingly insecure act is really like I I want to I want to be on his team, but part of me is like, man, like it's gonna be okay. He was <laughs> he was like, I think she hates me. She's so disappointed in me. If I don't like talk to her, like I'm gonna get sent home. Maybe, but also <laughs> you're getting sent home. It's not because of that one time when you tried to steal her away and it was too late. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I like I. I want to be, I want to be a more on Ben's team than I am. Um, but he sets off and then Ed sets off and I cannot remember why Ed's motivation there, but the editing that they have is like both these two men are like on their journeys, which was just excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was the moment of the episode. I was really at the edge of my seat. Like I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, like cringing so hard. And I knew that like they were probably editing it to make it more dramatic than it was which it turned out completely is what happened but I was like all right come on Ben go you better get there first <laughs> like come on Ed 
Like no one's rooting for Ed, I don't think, oh. like, to be the winner of all this. Maybe to like last another week, I guess, but no one's like, all right, Ed's a winner. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ben gets there. Do you want to talk about Ben first or Ed first? Um, I think Ed came first in in time. <laughs> okay, so Ed arrives at the door and it's Chris Harrison's suite. And I, as a sidebar, I think I've mentioned this before as well. This season, it really feels like Chris Harrison is becoming a full character where like he, he is involved so much more. And I hope they keep it up, like even in the future when they're not restricted by, you know, quarantine and things like that. Because he's delightful. He's got great comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, he's all like, Ed, this is my suite. It's 2.30 a.m. Uh, <laughs> and then he invites him in to have a drink, which he does. Which, a number of questions here where, like, Ed, if you really realize you're in the wrong spot, wouldn't you want to, like, keep on your mission? Especially if it's 2.30 in the morning. In any case, has a drink with Chris Harrison and then keeps going and gets lost. And, like, his story ends with, like, nothing because he can't find her suite. Yeah. <laughs> and I have never loved the Bachelorette producers more than I love them from doing this for pointing him in the direction of Chris Harrison and then setting him on whatever left and right turns that just had him walking around Quinton at three o'clock in the morning, not being able to find Tasha's suite until he gave up. That is peak TV for me. <laughs> I know, that was hilarious. And I kept wanting like, so Ben gets to Tasha, they're talking and then um, I kept wanting there to be a knock on the door and then there is, but it turns out, nope, it was the champagne that Ben ordered to the room. I was like, damn, all right, Ben's really winning this one tonight. Like Ed just took the, took the L, but also he like deserved to. He really, Chris Harrison was like, want a drink? And he was like, sure. Like, no, why, why? Like, you get the whole mission of your night. You weren't just going for a casual stroll at 2.30 a.m. Yeah, I, and that's why, like, like, yeah, like, I like Ben enough that if Ben, if the roles had been reversed, I would have been, like, heartbroken for your sweet Ben and his, like, you know, uh, just, and, like, impossible task of just never being able to find her and always being too late. Yeah. Because it's Ed, who I'm already pretty tired of. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is, this is funny to me. And I also, like, heard the knock and I was like, no, like, this is going to happen again. <laughs> And then it wasn't, and then Ben was like, I had a special surprise planned where I was going to order, like, room service for us. And I was like, I want, like, this is, like, I cannot, there's no way this sequence of events could have been more pleasing to me. It was just amazing. <laughs> I know, that was perfect. I almost wish that, like, the champagne came in, but then it turned out that Ed ordered it, and then Ben just started drinking it. Like, the, the same thing happened, like, that was the champagne gate from Peter. Oh, yeah. He was like, I thought it was just producers. It's like, nope, that was a whole date you just ruined, but okay. Wasn't that also, like, champagne that she had, like, brought from home or something? Oh, man, champagne gate was perhaps the peak of Peter's season. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, man. I also, again, a, a personal preoccupation with the time of it all, but, like, what was anybody doing up at 2.30? Like, if she, yeah. if her cocktail party from before had gone that late, 
wouldn't she have been asleep? Where it's like, if, I don't know, I mean, maybe this is like the old person in me, like just being like, I can't imagine being uh, conversant at that hour anymore. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, wow, like, I mean, maybe it's like a jet lag thing where your body yeah. just adjusts to like bachelorette time. Yeah. you're up in all hours of the night and I was like even if like Chris Harrison did they tell him to stay up did the producers oh, walkie talkie like Chris Harrison like hey man Ed's coming in your direction <laughs> get ready get the champagne out <laughs> like probably because there's no way you're up at 2 30 like the only thing I could imagine with Tasha is maybe she's like in her head like trying to analyze the guys and like make yeah. some like initial pick for the rose ceremony but even then like I don't know I would be out especially like I would not have makeup on in a cute outfit I would be like in bed just like on my she doesn't even have a phone so she yeah. can't even do anything <laughs> what's she doing go to sleep I would, I'd be scrolling on my phone but no nope, no phone all the things that would keep me up to that hour she like are non-factors there um but yeah that was that was fun um and I think after that the only other thing in the episode was the final rose ceremony cocktail party, right? Am I missing something? <laughs> no, I think that was it because that was the night. Yeah, that was the night before the cocktail party because Ben was like, all right, I got to make the lasting impression. Oh, yeah. Party. He was and like, then, I don't do this now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting voted off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the cocktail party started and then he took her right away and was like, hi, I'm Ben. I show up. And I was like, oh. I also loved his like in camera or like personal camera interview where he was like they don't know that I talked to her last night like oh you sweet child <laughs> I know I know he's so cute I feel like he also seems super genuine and like he's very hard on himself like you said like he's like been super emo so I'm kind of like half of me is like you're so dramatic and the other half of me is like oh, you're so cute it's like I love you so that's where I'm at I think Ben and Zach are the two sides of my, like, not, like, like relatable, but falling in different quadrants where it's, like, Zach, I'm, like, oh, like, he's, like, quiet and, like, a little, like, reserved and all that, and I find that relatable, mm -hmm. and, like, if I was on TV, I certainly would not be super extroverted, so part of me is, like, he may not appear to have a personality right now, but I'm endeared anyways. Yeah. And then Ben's on the other side where I also find the, and again, I saw a great tweet about this. <laughs> it's very relatable to like be hung up on one 30 second interaction and like beat yourself up over it for ages. Um, but for whatever reason, it's like I expended all my like relatable uh, cash on Zach and instead I'm like, all right, Ben, like I see that, I feel that, but also it's not working for me yeah yeah I know what you mean for me yeah it's like borderline too dramatic but I just think he's like very sweet and charismatic that it's okay you're fine at least he's not like crying to her it's more so <laughs> in his like own confessional and then when he's with her he seems very you know upbeat and everything so I appreciate that yeah that seems like a good that's a good point because that feels like a huge if he if he was like all moody towards her I think I would be like, you are just bringing down the vibe of the show, man. This is like a cheery, happy show. <laughs> We're all having fun here. Um, but yeah. it, when he's just melting down to the producer, that's a little bit more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then speaking of ruining the vibe is Noah. <laughs> he made up everything he said, right? Like, there's no way the guy said that Tasha had bad intentions or, like, wasn't 
yeah, like was trying to start drama. Like, where did that even come from? Yeah, that seems one of those things that like, if the guys had said it, it would be too good for them not to have aired because like, yes. his, his accusation was that the guys suggested that she only gave Noah a rose to stir up drama, which goes against like everything that we've seen and the guys have seen from Tasha. Yeah. Um, and also like, I, if I remember right, like, again, like we were saying earlier, nobody was thrilled at least I wasn't thrilled about Noah getting a rose but in terms of like what we've seen with her track record of rewarding people that like do big moves like he leapt over the fence and then like you know sort of uh competed his way onto the date like that tracks with like what she likes to give roses for so I don't yeah and but it it, in like uh like classic natural art fashion it was like well she has to address it because like of course she does but it also just like ruins the whole date (laughs) yeah and I also did not believe him at all because when he brought it up to the guys it was all kind of like crickets and they were like all right so what was that about like I feel like if that was true somebody would have been like no I'm I'm said it this way or something you know like defending what they said but everyone was just like yo what was that about and then it was so funny when they were like who had the last conversation with her or whatever and it's just like zoom so no he's like me <laughs> yeah so she comes back in like she has an excellent we applauded claire for this early on in her season and i think Tasha brings like the same energy here where she comes in and she's basically like, hey, like i'm not having any of this like yeah. you know somebody said that like you guys were like you know suggesting that like i was not like you know, genuinely doing this, and that I was giving roses for the weather, and she's like, that is wrong, like, if you think that's what I'm doing, I will, like, take you outside and show you the door, like, I'm not here for that, and cancels the cocktail party, and, like, I will see you at the rose ceremony, and walks off, like, a boss, mm-hmm. but then, like you said, like, the guys are all like, uh, what, <laughs> and uh, the moment with Ed is, I, I'm a big fan of two things, I'm a big fan of, one, a, the sketch show, um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. And then I'm also a fan of the Twitter account that mashes up uh, MBA like tweets and memes with screenshots from that. So they're always very top of mind. And <laughs> there's one that's like this guy uh, in a hot dog costume and a hot dog mobile has crashed through the window and they're like, who did this? And he was like, it could be any one of us. And like, that was edited or not edited. Uh, that was Noah in this moment because they're all looking around like who said something to her who said something to her and Noah was like I um I guess me <laughs> like I said something I don't think it was I don't know if, if it was me I mean I talked to her and then they're like well what did you say and he tells them and it's like obviously it was you man <laughs> yeah and then Bennett with the with the shade of the night he was just like you have zero chance of winning like sorry I have to be the one to break it to you and it's like I mean true like I don't like Noah I think he's so annoying after this episode the last episode I kind of just saw like eh like he's all right like Tasha probably likes him because he's like charming towards her and she doesn't see like obviously yeah in the house but now I'm just like dude no like you started drama out of nowhere and he definitely didn't think it was gonna become that big of a deal like he definitely thought he could just like plant some type of seed and then she'd be like hmm well Noah's honest so let me Eliminate yeah. a few other guys but nope like blew up in his face and it seems like the whole house hates him right now 
What's your, how are you feeling about Bennett these days? Because on my personal Bennett roller coaster. I don't know. Apparently, Tasha is like, she seems to be quite into him. I would put him at four. And if I was ranking her as like her favorites. Um, but he also is making that like goddamn rookie mistake of taking the bait of like fighting with last week we thought it was going to be like ed and noah and mutually assured destruction and now it seems like bennett is rising to that because he i mean he's getting in some good jabs um like saying like have you ever argued with a 14 year old before because that's what it's like talking to you but it's also like oh man like bennett you are you are gonna get sent home because of this guy Um, and also it's annoying to watch yeah, yeah, I think he's being too cocky about it all, and he just has no filter whatsoever, and, like, I'm me at home, I'm saying those things, but, like, I'm not competing for Rose, so, yeah, I'm also, like, up and down with Bennett, I think he has some hilarious lines, but then other times I'm just, like, chill for a second, like, you could just chill and you'll be fine, but it looks like from the teasers in the upcoming episodes that his drama with Noah is gonna be, might be a a no-go for him might be the end of it yeah that that does not does not bode well for him um but first before we get to the next week I feel like this rose ceremony was the like not the heartbreaker well it was personally a heartbreaker but there's always one rose ceremony where it's like especially when they're kind of slow going in the beginning where there's like a big cut and it seemed like that was this one and I was personally really annoyed that, again, because of the weird way that, like, the episodes are cut. Like, Noah already had a rose, so he yeah. was safe. Um, I, I, I will be honest and say I kind of zone out during rose ceremonies because I try. It's, like, end of episode, so I'm, like, trying to wrap up, like, our live tweeting stuff and get ready for the podcast and then also pay attention. Um, so I tend to miss, like, the bulk of it, and then it cuts to the end, and it's, like, the last rose, and I'm trying to, like, check lapels and be like, wait, does he have a rose? Does he have a rose? Um, <laughs> Ed gets one, which is disappointing, but also whatever. Except it means that Dear Sweet Dr. Joe gets sent home. Yeah, I totally agree that this was the first row ceremony that was like, damn, they're really like dropping like flies now. Like that was a big cut. And now I feel like next week it's going to be like, wow, there's really a small group of guys now. So they're going to start eliminating faves. But I was so sad for Joe. He obviously did not get the screen time or probably time with Tasha that he deserves. And he deserves better. Yeah, this seemed like the week where it like all the people that you like just because you like them, but you can also admit to like, yeah, we've seen very little time with Joe and Tasha, And I think Easy was another one that went home. Like, there are a bunch of people that you like you see them in like cameos and moments and you're like ah it's that guy but like in your heart of hearts you know they were never going to win and like this is the week where all those people go home so you're left with like the four or five strong candidates and then like three or so drama people which is perhaps a not kind way to phrase it but like that's what I'm going to call Ed and Noah right now (laughs) I know. And then, like, yeah, there's a few, too. Well, maybe not even a few at this point, but, like, Spencer, why is he still there? No screen time since his initial, like, first impression rose. And, yeah, and then Kenny went home, which, you know, he was fun. He was a nice guy. Wasn't particularly interested, but (laughs) sad to see him go. (laughs) Kenny was another one that, like, 
depending on the episode and the moment of the episode, I was either like, oh, you're fun. And others, and I was like, oh man, they're like, you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like too, it was just, he's gotten a lot of screen time, I think throughout all the episodes combined. Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, an OG is leaving, even though like almost all of them are OGs at this point. Yeah. It's also, it's, Kenny has like, I know his name, which has him like head and above like some of the other people that went home. <laughs> it's like, that, that's saying something. I will remember you, Kenny, if for maybe not always the most positive of reasons. <laughs> yeah, he had a whole story too, the boy band manager. He had those tattoos and yeah, he, he seemed like a good guy. Right, which for a uh, boy band manager and someone, I guess, I was about to say for a boy band manager and someone tangentially involved in the music industry, he really kind of bombed that song date, but then maybe that explains why he's a manager, which again, no shade to him because I cannot sing. So if I was in that role, I would also be a manager. But um, I I remember watching him do that and be like, oh, don't you work in this? (laughs) Your job. Good. (laughs) You're around it all day. So you have to be good. It's just how it works. Right. All right, we're going to take one more ad break, and then when we get back, let's talk about our expectations and excitements for next week and uh, favorites. And we're back. So the rose ceremony wrapped up uh, Tasha's episode. Again, heartbroken that Joe is gone. Glad that um, our core set of favorites are still around. Uh, we know there's some drama between Bennett and Noah likely on the horizon. But who are you? I, who are you most feeling for Tasha right now? I think Ivan after this episode, but I still think that Brendan is a is a strong contender. He just barely got any time this week, but maybe it was just because, you know, he was so strong in previous weeks, and I was like, all right, she's got to get to know a few of the other guys. So. I'm saying Ivan right now, but I do think that Brendan has a good chance. And then obviously, you know, Zach and Ben are right there too. I wish there was more, but I feel like she has like Riley and Damar, like I said, have have potential, but I don't know if they're just going to get the time with Tasha. Yeah, it seems like any time they get now, like even if they have like a really strong one-on-one date or a really strong group date, like the other guys – especially sort of that trio of, or like for some of Ben, Zach, uh, Ivan. Ivan and Brendan, like they're so far ahead, it feels like that it would be hard for them. One of those four guys would like really have to do something messed up. Oh, I forgot Blake's still around. Um, I, I, I don't think he's really in it, but he's just like, I forgot about him and thought like, oh yeah. He's another one that I would have sent home and kept Dr. Joe, but that is just me. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I liked Brendan had like 30 seconds to a minute of screen time where he uh, is talking to Tasha at some cocktail party, and they have a nice little moment of recognition of like, oh, like I haven't seen you in a while because like you yeah. were on the group date or whatever, and he's like, I missed you, and like I was kind of like, you know, surprised that I'm mi- not surprised that I missed you, but like you know, acknowledging just feelings or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was nice to see that like she wasn't so um enamored I guess with Ivan or Ben that she had forgotten our our dear boy Brendan who I think I don't know I'm I'm very I I hope it's not recency bias so we'll have to talk next week but I I think 
I would give Ivan the edge a little bit just because it seems like their conversations were deeper than what we've seen with Brendan so far. Yeah, but also she and Brendan seem super into each other and that's lovely too. So right now it seems like she has very few. She has, I was about to say she has no bad options. She definitely has bad options, but she does not seem to be taking the bad options seriously right now. So mm-hmm. I feel good about her options. Yeah, I agree. I think she's really doing a great job of like, not even reading through like BS, but just like really seeing who is genuine and just even if it's like intuitively just like taking those connections farther. So I think it's working out for her. I'm glad to see it. (laughs) Me too. All right. Any final thoughts on this episode or the upcoming season? I'm hopeful. I'm just, it's just so funny because usually I go into the episodes really wanting drama. And this week I was like, take the drama out. Like this, this is a real, you know, love journey going on. So I was in my (laughs) time, I think. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I said it at the top of the episode, but like, I am not excited about the Bennett and Noah stuff because I feel like we genuinely have Mm -hmm. like some really good romances for lack of a better word to like watch and like just give me not back to back but like give me a sequence and run of really fun group dates mm-hmm. like really endearing one-on-one dates between like our top four or five uh you know maybe with like a little dash of psycho blake and that's yeah. your episode we don't need any of this like guys stirring up drama just for the sake of whatever it is they're doing get that out of here we don't need it. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, we're fine without it. It's good enough on its own, so. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be that lucky. We're certainly in for some more drama next week. But uh, afterwards, we'll be back to uh, talk about it and, for me, at least, presumably complain about it because <laughs> that is my lane. Um, <laughs> all right, one more time. Any final thoughts? No, I think that's it. Just excited and hopeful for Tasha. We love Tasha. Right? I just, I really want whoever it ends with, which again, right now, it seems like she's got some really great choices. I just want it to work out and I want her to be happy. I'm all on, all on board. Me too. (laughs) All right. Well, that has been, uh, can I steal you for a second? We will talk to you next week with another episode from Tasha's season. 